We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all of your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast remember to subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play TuneIn, stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out at cheeseheadtv.com i'm kyle fellows and i'm joined by just Andrew Mertig today. Maggie is out. She's on vacation. Much deserved. But it is a Monday show, and we're excited to be here with you all and talk about what is a victory Monday for us this week. Uh, how you doing, Andrew? Really, really good. When we made the switch from Friday show to Monday, I, I think we were expecting maybe a few more positive games to talk about and it has been few and far between so it's always good to get that win but even more importantly it looked like a lot of the offensive part of the Green Bay Packers took a step forward looked really good we have a lot of positivity to talk about with Jordan Love and company so yeah I'm I'm riding pretty high today yeah 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 and the Packers did host the LA Chargers at Lambeau Field on Sunday afternoon, we saw a really good football game. Honestly, wasn't perfect, but I would say that this was probably the most fun game action that we've had to watch in a little while. Uh, Green Bay does come out victorious. The final score, Green Bay 23, LA 20. And as always, we're here to recap this one, 
share some of our thoughts from watching the game and really just celebrate what is, like Andrew said, uh, been a little bit of a rare victory Monday together this week. Yeah, so we're going to break down this whole game for you uh, in the first half, of course, to start the game. The Packers uh, start with the ball after the Chargers defer. Keyshawn Nixon brings the ball out of the end zone, and then Dallin Levitt gets two penalties on the same play to start Green Bay in the shadow of their own end zone. And I am thinking to myself, oh, no, it's this slow start <laughs> Green Bay offense all over again, the team that just can't get out of their own way. But Love comes out firing a couple of nice completions to Romeo Dobbs, a screen to Luke Musgrave. And then a check down to A.J. Dillon to set them up near midfield. But on a third and short, they run a handoff to Jaden Reed on the fake love shove for nothing. And then they go for it on fourth down. But Luke Musgrave gets stopped for a loss. That is a turnover on downs. The Chargers get six yards on three plays. And then they decide to go for it on fourth down themselves. Donald Parham is wide open for an easy first down, but drops it. Turnover back to the Packers. Yeah, obviously the Parham drop was a absolute gift, but uh, the defense getting two fourth down and getting the stop when L.A. starts at midfield. I mean, when you start at midfield and you're, you know, you're facing Justin Herbert, things could go bad quickly. But Green Bay, you know, gambled on fourth down. The Chargers do the same. And essentially Green Bay gets the ball back there about five yards behind where they were when they turned it on down. So a huge credit to the defense in that situation. Absolutely. And you're looking for some uh, momentum there. But then two runs and a drop by Jane Reed. Punt back to the Chargers. <laughs> L.A. has a couple of short completions for conversions. Then Austin Eckler breaks off a 37-yard run on a third and one. Looked like Preston Smith lost contain on that play. The Packers get 15 yards and a 32-yard rushing touchdown from Jane Reed. And then two huge plays lead to the Packers having a 7-3 lead to start the second quarter. I, of course, forgot to mention the Chargers converted that for three on their drive before the <laughs> Packers got it back. Error in my notes. Yeah, I really love the creativity here to feature Reed earlier in this game than maybe we've seen in other games. Of course, there was the failed third down play. But the emphasis to get the ball to your fastest playmakers is really exciting to see for this team. The ups and downs continue here for Jordan Love on that series. You really wish that he hadn't underthrown the deep ball to Dobbs, who probably scores if Love delivers it on time out in front. But at the same time, a couple plays later, you appreciate how Love worked through his progressions to find Dylan, who was clearly not the first, probably not the second read, maybe the third. And Love, with pressure in his face, stuck with the play kept his eyes downfield and found Dylan for a big pickup in that situation. So just when you're feeling a little discouraged, you know, here we go again, missed a, a deep ball. Love shows the poise that you're really looking for. Yeah, so the Chargers have the ball uh, back down four points. Carl Brooks starts the sack with the drive, but a Herbert scramble and then a third down pass to Alex Erickson. Uh, picks up the first down. Corey Ballantyne has a nice breakup on a bomb to Quentin Johnston, but Stone Smart... The legend himself finds himself wide open, and Jonathan Owens whiffs on a tackle for a 51-yard touchdown throw and catch. Chargers take the lead 10-7. to Love gets sacked by Sebastian Joseph Day, but then escapes the pocket and finds Wicks for a big gain. Jones with a nice run, plus 15 for a face mask. Emmanuel Wilson twice, then a absolute sledgehammer run from A.J. Dillon to convert for a first down. But then a Jones drop, poor blocking leading to a throwaway, a false start, and a bobbled snap 
which it was, ended up in a fumble, lead to a long Anders Carlson field goal attempt. Wide right never really had a chance. Yeah, this is like one of those sequences where you just kind of like sink into your chair a little bit <laughs> as it just gets worse and worse. And Typical just, Packers. Yeah, I mean, the way, that's the way things have gone. Um, and you just kind of you feel like things are starting to get rolling, but it's those miscues and the missed opportunities that are piling up again in this situation. The Chargers did a nice job on defense to put Green Bay in that situation to get them into the third and long, but the false start on Nyman really, really hurt. You, you can kind of debate whether or not that was a false start or should have been called. It seemed like debatable, <laughs> but it was a delay of game at the same time, too. Like if you're watching the game clock, that hit zero before the snap, I think. So you can call it what you want. And then uh, Love fumbles the snap. That was a killer. The, the formerly reasonable field goal attempt, you were kind of you, you'd kind of already cashed in the three points at that time. That came off the board, and it becomes a long 52-yarder, and Carlson wasn't up for the challenge there. But just a real bummer after the offense, again, looked like they'd kind of put some things together for a drive early in the game. Yeah, and so the Chargers have a chance to really take control of this one going in half, but they go three and out, highlighted by a nice pass breakup by Carrington Valentine and Quentin Johnston. So the Packers start the drive with a nice pass to Malik Heath. I believe that was his first career catch. Yeah. And a first down pickup by Dylan. A couple of incompletions lead to third down. Christian Watson false starts. You think, oh no, everything is going wrong again. <laughs> but Love finds Jaden Reed over the middle for a big conversion. Mm-hmm. Kind of a highlight of the game. Unfortunately, this is where the Aaron Jones knee injury happens. So uh, we all expected the worst. We'll get a little bit of an update at the end of the show. Some big plays to Jaden Reed with some Emmanuel Wilson mixed in. But then, unfortunately, Emmanuel Wilson also goes down on the sideline, appeared to be an upper body injury, and then some weird time management at the end of the game. This is something I think Matt LaFleur really needs to get cleaned up. But it ends on an incomplete pass to Watson. And then a 28-yard field goal attempt by Anders Carlson. This time it is good, 10-10 to at halftime. Yeah, you mentioned the time management, and I've wondered if maybe, like, there's so many things happening with this team, so much youth, so many things that Lafleur probably has his hands in, that maybe as those things kind of work themselves out and the team plays with more chemistry and there's less for him to, to micromanage, maybe some of those time management things work themselves out because it kind of feels like, Maybe he's gotten worse at that, and that's the only thing that I can come up with that maybe it's some of these other distractions uh, that kind of have him derailed in those situations. But you mentioned the Aaron Jones injury, and you just you hate to see it for him, right? Like, he's battled injury all year long. The team was super cautious in bringing him back. Like, they brought him back really slowly, and just when he's looking like himself, he gets hit with another injury here. And it sounds less serious than at least I initially feared, so... That's huge news, but it just sucks for a player who's so easy to root for, such a good guy, but who also we know isn't getting any younger. And these injuries have just been so unfortunate and ill-timed. And then making the situation in the matter worse, Emmanuel Wilson, like you mentioned, he leaves on a cart just a few plays later. Just just look like maybe in that situation he kind of maybe got hurt attempting the stiff arm at the end of the play. I couldn't tell. I, it kind of looked like he held his shoulder or maybe that like, collarbone in there on that extension but uh, just a brutal sequence there injuries back to back at the same position leaving really a lot of pressure on AJ Dillon to carry the load for what was at this point a lot of ball game left yeah and you know we hope that good news and the the results of the MRI that are coming mean that Aaron Jones can return this season but we know on a short week 
This yeah. is going to spell a lot of trouble for the Packers. So we will see. I know a lot of people had floated the idea of potentially snagging Patrick Taylor back uh, from, I believe, the Patriots practice squad. Uh, that could be a good fit. And they also have one running back on their own practice squad that could yeah. be an option as well. But, uh, you know, going into Detroit, you would yeah. love to be at, at full power. And not having yeah. Aaron Jones is a big, big uh, problem there. Anyways, uh, the second half of this one, the Chargers open with the ball and they move seemingly at will huge gains on a run by Eckler and Herbert on a scramble. The Herbert scramble was set up by a pretty embarrassing tackle attempt by Devontae Wyatt, who continues to struggle this season with wrapping up on third down. The chargers have an easy touchdown to Keenan Allen, but the ball bounces off of his chest. The sun clearly was affecting receivers most of the day. And Keenan was a victim of that on a few plays, uh, but it does kind of bail the Packers out. The field goal is good. 13 to 10 chargers a failed flea flicker or what i think was a failed flea flicker or a really really poor run attempt uh starts the packers in a negative situation and start the drive uh on the first drive of the second half but love finds musgrave on a beautiful out route musgrave then did get hurt he he returned the game later on uh, a couple of nice dylan runs Jaden reed first down watson with a nice catch and run and then a nice crosser to musgrave uh, have this drive moving. Musgrave, of course, returning to the field. Uh, but Dylan gets dropped for a loss, and then Khalil Mack sacks Love to end this drive and force a punt. Yeah, it was it was great. You know, you see Musgrave leave the field, and you're like, oh, no, like the more of these things that are just stacking up. But great to see him come back and make that play after leaving with the injury. But the offensive line just kind of imploded here. A.J. Dillon was met in the backfield with nowhere to go on second down. And then Love with just a ton of pressure in his face on third down. Absolutely no time to find a receiver. So, again, moving the ball, looking like they were finding something that was working. But the O-line absolutely deserves the blame for that drive in particular stalling out. Yeah, so the Chargers with the ball back up three. Keenan Allen starts with a catch, but Enigbari blows up Josh Kelly in the backfield. Allen catches it on third down, but it is a yard short, and the Chargers punt deep in their own territory. Nixon does muff the punt, but is thankfully able to pick it up on the second balance and prevent absolute disaster there. Uh, the Packers with the ball, 26-yard gain to uh, Dontavian Wicks on first down. Kraft with a leak route that was so close to being a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He vaulted a defender, tiptoes down the sideline, but he did step just out of bounds on one of those strides. Still a 27-yard gain. Really nice to see Kraft looking good there. A beautiful touch throw to Christian Watson in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. But unfortunately, Anders does push the extra point. So it is 16-13 Packers. Yeah, this was a wow play from Jordan Love and the offense. Time was running out. Love was going to take a shot, but he hung in just long enough to make the throw because he knew... He had Watson there. Uh, just a beautiful jump-off-your-couch kind of play from Love, and good to see Watson make the play. Carlson doing his best, though, to keep the game interesting with that missed point-after attempt. Not not probably his best game as a Packer, I would say. So I, I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best. And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed. And it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. 
And when I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. So the Chargers come out determined, now down three, with a huge gain to Keenan Allen, a huge gain to Donald Parham. The Chargers in the red zone after two plays of that drive, another strike to Parham down to the two-yard line, but then an incomplete pass to Keenan Allen, and then Eckler slips, gets back up, fumbles, and the Packers end up recovering, which is a absolutely colossal momentum shift. Yeah, Kenny Clark coming up with a huge play here. Obviously, you mentioned the Eckler slips, but when he gets up, Clark is able to get his hand in there and punches the ball out from Eckler. You said, you know, this was a huge momentum shift in this game. L.A. is in position to score at least a field goal to tie up the game at a minimum. But the touchdown was kind of feeling inevitable, right? Like you mentioned, like they were in the red zone in like two plays and then on the goal line. So the punch out by Clark and the recovery by Gary took points off the board and handed the ball and the momentum, honestly, right back to the offense with what was about 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter here. So the Packers recovery and starting the drive at about the five dubs with a big third down conversion. Love just missed Luke Musgrave on one that would have been a huge gain down the sideline. This was followed by a Wicks drop and then Love called for intentional grounding. The offensive line really did not do him any favors on that play. A big, big punt and a great tackle by Zane Anderson, who is a real person. We found uh, out. 
Yeah, really flips field position there. Uh, the Chargers go 11 plays, 63 yards in 5 minutes and 36 seconds. A huge third down conversion by Parham, who had a monster game. Then a bunch of Herbert scrambling and Keenan Allen being just always open. Uh, Packers get L.A. to third and nine from the 10-yard line, but Herbert throws an absolute laser, a dart. Whatever other verbiage you want to use about elite throws uh, to for it was a Keenan Allen touchdown. on a rope, Andrew. It was on a rope. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 20 to 16 L.A. at this point. But the Packers respond by going 75 yards on six plays in just two minutes and 51 seconds. The key play, arguably the key play of the game, was the defensive pass interference on Asante Samuel Jr. on a third and 20 Really kind of puzzling for a player as good as Samuel Jr., why he would reach out and hold Wicks, but that sparked the beginning of the drive. Really kind of a bailout for the Packers. Wicks for 35 yards and then a 25-yard touchdown to Romeo Dobbs where he really kind of altered his route and then went up and got the ball. Really impressive play there by both Dobbs and Jordan Love. That makes it 23-20 to 20 Green Bay. The Chargers do get the ball back, but have two straight incompletions. The line collapses the pocket around Herbert. Rashawn Gary comes away with the sack, but the Chargers can't even consider going for it on 4th and 20. They punt it back to Green Bay. Three straight A.J. Dillon runs with the Packers back with the ball. I thought kind of a cowardly decision to not throw on third down. Making the Chargers use that third timeout is important. I get it, but icing the game probably would have been great at that point. So they do have to punt back. Yeah, maybe this is dumb. I actually kind of wanted them to go ahead and throw on second down. And like I said, maybe that's maybe I'm assessing that wrong, but you know you're trying to get L.A. to use the timeouts, and obviously you want to call a high-completion pass if you call a pass. But when you need six or seven yards, you are you know you're unlikely to get it all on the ground. So you know that you're going to be facing a situation on third down where you're probably going to pass or you should have passed. I would have just liked them to acknowledge that L.A. is going to get the ball back with time unless you get a first down and prioritize getting the first down over making sure all the timeouts are used because obviously it's harder for them to score without timeouts, but it's not impossible, especially when you're dealing with someone like Justin Herbert. And so Matt LaFleur actually admitted later that the run on third and six was a bad call, and I think he used the word embarrassed to describe, like, he wishes he had that back. So I don't know, again, what factored in there, but something I wish that the Packers had done differently that obviously didn't impact the ending of the game, but certainly could have. Yeah, and coaches are learning, you know, just as well as players. And yes, Matt LaFleur is is a veteran head coach at this point, but there's always going to be opportunities to learn and improve. I just think back to the Lions last week having a fourth and two with a tied game, mind you, and they chose to go for it so that they could run the clock out and kick the game-winning field goal at the end rather than kicking it right away and then, um, you know, having to potentially play defense up three with like two minutes to go. So I, I do appreciate that aggressive mentality. I, I think, you know, that's good to hear that LaFleur has talked about learning from that situation as well. But the Chargers do have the ball back. They're down three. Herbert fumbles a snap, but avoids absolute disaster by falling back on it. The clock is running at this point. Uh, third down, but then defensive pass interference on Keyshawn Nixon, who was holding Keenan Allen up there. Uh, probably a good decision anyways, because Keenan Allen was absolutely shredding the secondary all day long. Uh, <laughs> but it is third down with time running down. Quinton Johnston breaks wide open past Carrington Valentine yeah. down the sideline. Ball is in his hands. 
Johnston just straight up drops it. I think mm-hmm. that would have been a 70-yard walk-in touchdown. I'm not sure the safety is getting over there to catch Johnston in a straight mm-hmm. line. Uh, and that brings up fourth down. Fourth and one pass is batted down, which is ball game. The Packers are able to just take a knee and ride this one out for a victory. Yeah, if there's one, like, this was the best game I think we've watched in a while for the, from the Packers. If there's one piece of it that's kind of like a sour taste in your mouth, it's that you know that that Quinston Johnson play probably changes this game. And they were given a few gifts from drops from other receivers in this game throughout but this one at the end was man like they they gifted this game back to the Packers with that play and it's unfortunate to see Quentin Johnston could have an incredible career ahead of him just as having a little bit of hard time maybe getting his feet under him as he begins his NFL career and adjust to playing football in a very different way than he did at TCU but okay so Packers get the victory I don't know that a lot of people expected that maybe more people did than than I think but um, at home, I mean, it's a big accomplishment. You get those wins there at Lambeau. Andrew, who was your key player of the game? If you have to pick one, uh, who's your player of the game this week? I've I've been saving this the whole season, but I'm going to go with Jaden Reed today. I, okay. I have been waiting to take my medicine on this one. <laughs> but, you know, I was highly critical of the Jaden Reed pick. And more specifically, not taking a, a receiver earlier in the draft. And then when they did, it's specifically taking Jaden Reed. And he has had flashes so far this season. But today was his real coming out party. Four catches for 48 yards. And, oh, by the way, also led the team in rushing with three for 46 he was outstanding, continues to impress, makes me look like a real dummy. So I appreciate that. I do also want to mention uh, Dontavian Wicks. Mm. Three catches for 91 yards, seemingly always in important situations. Yeah. There are some real positives. Uh, you know, For this, I'm a wide receiver scouting record, even if it takes a big hit from the Jaden Reed criticism. Uh, <laughs> but, man, it, it's nice to see these two two young receivers doing what you expect them to do, right? Not all rookie receivers are going to be Justin Jefferson. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to learn, get comfortable, get the right opportunities for Jordan Love to understand where they're going to be. It looks like he is clicking with these two. And I think this is something to watch for the rest of the season as a potentially really, really important development. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, a really fun situation to watch these young players showing up and showing out. Jaden Reed, um, when I I went to the draft in Kansas City, we were watching this live and there was a guy like who was, I think, getting the information because Twitter could get the information faster than the commissioner could announce the picks. So there was a bozo in the crowd that was like tipping the picks before they were getting announced, which is like the most annoying thing. But he was like, you're going to love this pick because he saw the jersey I was wearing. And I was like going through like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And they announced Jaden Reed. And I was like, what the heck? Because like of all the players, like I'm with you, like I didn't hate the pick. But I just didn't spend any time watching the guy because he didn't meet any of the Packers metrics. He wasn't like an elite RAS player. And so that was what's so shocking. Usually at least there's receipts either positive or negative for myself to like, okay, I didn't like this guy enough or I didn't. I just I watched like one game on Jaden Reed outside of what I just watched in college football just because I didn't think the Packers would ever take him. But obviously it's great that they did because he looks like he's going to be someone making plays for the Packers for a long time, alongside someone like Dontavian Wicks, who is certainly outplaying his draft position 
as well. But for me, uh, player of the game, I'm going to go with Kenny Clark here. Uh, he forced the fumble that kept points off the board when L.A. was knocking at the door uh, on that, you know, when when uh, Eckler fell down but then popped up. He was the one who punched it out. And then he tipped the pass at the end of the game to seal it on fourth and one. And so I'm going to be curious to see how he grades out for Andy Herman and for PFF. But I would guess that this was probably one of, if not Clark's best games from this season. And so good things are going to happen when your elite players play at an elite level. And I think we got that out of Kenny Clark today. Yeah. And I think actually, now that we've talked about it twice, I do think transitioning us from players of the game into plays of the game, I think Kenny Clark's punch out of Austin Eckler probably is the play of the game for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It isn't what I wrote down, uh, but, but that was so impactful. It completely changed the momentum. It completely changed the outcome Mm -hmm. for the chargers to come away from that drive with zero and and the Packers to be able to punt it back and, and take some time off the clock was really important. I I also think, you know, when you look at this, especially we're going to hear in the media, a lot of negativity about the chargers and that's fair enough. They played a really bad game. Um, as like yeah. this is this is that whole like you play really really well between the twenties and not outside of that. And yeah. um, there's there's so many different negative plays from the Chargers I could point to, but I really think the final touchdown drive by Jordan Love is the type of stretch that will give him so much confidence and really build on what should hopefully be a very strong push to the end of the year. And that's exactly what I think we're watching for as Packers fans. Like, I think I'm not going into any of these games watching Green Bay football on Sundays hoping. I mean, it's great when the Packers win, but I think right now you want to see that growth. And that's exactly what we saw today from Jordan Love. And I think there is some, you know, hopeful optimism, you know, you're rooting for it. But today I think you actually saw it and you saw tangible evidence that Jordan Love has taken some steps and is, is ascended over the last couple of weeks. So that's really exciting to see. I also have another play that I did not write down here that we kind of skimmed over earlier, but the play where the play before Jordan Love just sat in the pocket for like 10 years. Like he was way he was back there for way too long. I don't know what happened or somebody ran the wrong route and, but he just ate the ball and he took a sack and you're like, what the heck? Like this is what we've seen a couple times where like he just gets like, I don't know, deer in the headlights or something. And he, he's, He's got to get the ball out faster. The very next play, he escapes to his left and he throws across, you know, opposite field. He throws back to the middle of the field and hits Dontavian Wicks in the middle of the field. Just a crazy athletic throw to throw the opposite direction that your body is moving. And it's plays like that that make you go like, okay, this is why we're putting up with the ups and downs. Because if Jordan Love can hit his ceiling, it's those kind of plays that only a few quarterbacks in the NFL can make. And I think that that's why it's really exciting to think, okay, maybe, maybe Green Bay has found their third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. Uh, it's it's possible, and we don't know that, but that's that's why it's worth watching. Uh, the, the play I actually have written down here, though, is the Romeo Dobbs catch. And there's so much can be said of the offense in general, especially in the second half. But Romeo Dobbs' touchdown catch it wasn't a bad throw from from Love at all. I think he did a nice job getting it up there for him to make that play. But it could have been a little bit more out in front for Romeo. And I loved the way that Dobbs snatched this ball out of the air and immediately pulled the ball to where he could protect it 
from the defender. He just snatched it and moved it out in front, just knowing that the defender was going to try to get his hand in there and rip that ball out. So just elite ball tracking skills, hands, and the situational awareness to complete that play. I thought this was Romeo Dobbs playing like a veteran receiver, not a second-year receiver. And I just thought that that was a spectacular kind of like seal the game, go ahead and, and call it for the Packers moment where Dobbs really shined. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the kind of play that I think fans have been clamoring for the last few weeks from Christian Watson to yeah. at least just go up and, and try because you can also draw pass interference that way. But if you're letting the ball come to you, it's highly unlikely that's going to happen. And the way, way Dobbs just aggressively went up there and, and grabbed the ball, that was really, really impressive. And his continued development on top of Wicks and Jaden Reed is is really exciting because if Christian Watson starts clicking, then wow, you know, Jordan Love is really like cooking with grease there. So there were some injuries in this game. We know the Aaron Jones one, everybody kind of held their breath. Uh, we sort of grieved for his loss for the season and then uh, found out maybe it is not as bad. So we will wait and hear the results of that MRI and his availability going forward. It seemed pretty unlikely he'd be able to play on Thursday, um, but the rest of the back-of-day team will keep you updated on that. We do have the Emmanuel Wilson injury, Devondre Campbell as well. Any others that I missed? I know there were a few bumps and bruises we went. Luke Musgrave got shaken up but did return to the game as well. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's just, it is all, you can never be upset that you get to watch Green Bay football, but it, it is fun when things, at least we didn't see a perfect game today, but I think we saw glimmers of this thing working itself out and this team getting right. And it's not all there, and they've got a big test ahead of them when they hit Thanksgiving Day and they get the Detroit Lions, but... This resembled a more complete football team who can compete with good teams and compete against elite players like Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. So I think if you're a Packers fan, I think optimism is what you left the game with today. Yeah, and coming into the season, our expectations weren't that the Packers were going to be a massively successful team competing at the top of the NFC. That is always a possibility because it's the NFL and nobody really knows. But what we wanted to see was a team that regardless, win or loss, looked like it was making strides, especially on offense that Jordan Love was continuing to develop. And we just didn't see that the first half of the season. But we are seeing it. The last three weeks have been incredibly promising. And that's all I think we're asking for. Because at the end of the day, win or lose, I would have been okay today. Uh But um, knowing that Love came out and put on his best statistical performance, and according to him, his best performance as a pro so far, Uh and just continue to build on that, continue to build up this young offense and give 2024 a real chance to be a contender in this division. So that is what we're looking forward to. we got a short week for you, so stick with us. Listen to the Packaday Podcast every day because we are going to have a ton of updates uh, from health to what to get you ready for for the Lions, and then uh, you know probably some Andy Thanksgiving food takes mixed in as well, which are really, <laughs> really important to me. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Punnett. You can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe to the Packaday Podcast. We would so appreciate if you could go out and give us a five-star review. That really, really helps us out to continue to provide you daily content. 
You can catch Kyle, Maggie's return, and myself every single Monday. We will be back next week with a breakdown of the Packers Week 12. I'm sorry. We'll have a breakdown of the Packers Week 12 game against Detroit, what's going on in the rest of the NFL, and then looking forward to Week 13 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, remember... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.